Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Nancy Reimers. She is a consulting poultry veterinarian in California and also chair of the Animal Welfare Committee for the American Association of Avian Pathologists. You got it. That's a mouthful. It is. But a very important position. Now, um, American Association of Avian Pathologists, or AAAP, uh, has been a lot more vocal over the past year about antibiotics and welfare, and I understand that uh, you've been behind some of that. My committee has certainly been involved in it. Um, judicious use, wise use of antibiotics has long been important to vet in veterinary medicine, both with poultry vets and across the spectrum. We want to preserve bird health and, and help bird welfare, as well as preserving public health and taking care of our antibiotics so that they last us for generations to come. What was AAAP's concern? Why did you feel a need to put out this statement? I think it's very easy to get focused in on one segment of anything that we do. A lot of folks were looking just at the antibiotic portion of it and not thinking the tie-in and the bird health and the welfare that comes along with that, that we as veterinarians need to preserve that welfare for our patients as well as helping our clients and making sure that the customer has a safe product to eat. Um, Part of the problem, as I understand it, is that often in poultry production, you, you use an antibiotic, such as an ionophore, mm -hmm. to prevent a disease, a common disease, such as coccidiosis. People don't like the idea of using any kind of antibiotic to prevent a disease, but it, it, could you shed some light on that and why that's so important to poultry? Sure. One of the things that we look at with judicious use is we look at the medically important antibiotics, the ones that would have some use in human medicine, versus the ones that only have impact in poultry, both from demands that come from our customers as well as our own concerns. We have to constantly balance that back and forth so that we preserve the usefulness of these drugs at the same time that we keep our birds healthy by preventing disease as well as treating sick flocks. So what kind of feedback have you had on the physician paper? Did most veterinarians just say, yes, we agree, or did it shed some new light on the subject for them as well? It's long been a position in veterinary medicine that we need to preserve the use of our antibiotics. The link between the two is something that veterinarians have long understood. This paper enabled us to get that information out to our consumers and the general public, that there is an intricate link between our ability to preserve bird health and our ability to protect human health. So we really have a two-tier poultry market now, where it used to be just conventional poultry as we know it, that were being raised with all FDA-approved medications. Uh, we have antibiotic-free, and now we even have some that are using maybe certain types of antibiotics, but not, not others. They want to stay away from the medically important ones. So I guess we have a third or even a fourth tier now. Where do you see this going? You know, one of the things that I talk about with my clients every day in terms of taking care of my patients is the flaws of poultry medicine. Feed, light, air, water, space, and sanitation. All of those factors are important for keeping our birds healthy and ensuring that they have proper welfare. Medications are a portion of that. There's more than one way to get at raising a bird. All of them have equal validity as long as we put bird health and welfare at the forefront with an eye towards consumer health and producing a, a good product to send on to the consumers. Now, one of your statements said, and I quote, that um, 
Antibiotics are an important tool for poultry veterinarians to protect the health and well-being of flocks and should not be sacrificed in the name of marketing. Did you feel that that was going on? I don't know how common it is. It's not something I personally run into, but it is something that is a potential concern. Whenever you have the balance of the economics versus welfare, it is the important that the veterinarians come forth as the voice of bird health and bird well-being. Has this created an ethical issue for some of your uh, members uh, as far as saying that, well, we, we have to keep these flocks antibiotic-free, yet they've taken an oath to maintain the health and welfare of these birds? I don't think it created an ethical issue. I think the ethical issue has always been there. Um, treatment or not is an issue that extends across veterinary medicine. With some of the changes on marketing and some of the changes in our regulatory guidelines, it was bringing the issue more to a forefront for our members. And we felt that we needed to be a voice for the birds and put forth the idea that raising a healthy bird is actually important. So what's the next step for AAAP? Will you continue for the Welfare Committee? Are you, do you have any particular activities that you have underway right now to ensure the health and welfare of uh, poultry? The uh, Welfare Committee has a variety of position statements that we work on with AAAP. What we've talked about today is just one of them. There's a host of them on our website that are available. And we have, we're constantly developing new ones. There's certainly a lot of interest out there in terms of housing for layers, broilers, and turkeys. Um, enrichments are getting a lot of interest from our members and from their customers. Uh, and we're also seeing a lot of information starting to come in on growth rates and how that impacts the welfare of the birds. And you know, that's one thing a lot of people uh, who are outside of the industry express concern about is they'll say, well, these medications are being used to promote growth. I mean, do these antibiotics actually promote growth or is that a secondary benefit from creating a healthier bird? It's a secondary benefit. What most of these antibiotics do that have been traditionally been used or labeled as growth promotants is they actually suppress disease in the birds, um, notably Clostridia. What we do is occasionally we have other methods where we're able to do that. In subsegments, they still rely upon the antibiotics for the suppression. There are no antibiotics left on the market that retain that growth promoting claim. So in terms of when people talk about antibiotics promoting growth, it's really a misnomer? It really is. You know, the growth promotant came out of some of the, the early work done long before I was born, um, where we really didn't understand what these were doing, but that was a tangible, measurable thing. As we've gone through and we've developed our techniques and we're able to do better diagnostics and look at things from a molecular perspective and use electron microscopes, we can understand how we're influencing the ecology of the gut with these products. One final question. I know that market surveys have shown that veterinarians are held in high esteem by consumers, they tend to wield a lot of credibility. What can your members do as individuals to better educate the public? Education of the public is a challenge. We're scientists. We get paid to learn and use the $25 words. But what we can do is we can reach out to our customers and teach them about raising their birds. We can reach out to other veterinarians that work in other fields and educate them about what we do in the poultry industry so that they better understand. And we can reach out just on a personal grassroots level to our friends and family. And I have some of the best conversations on airplanes with people explaining what it is that the poultry industry really does.